0: So yesterday's episode was not very well received, not because people weren't listening to it or because it wasn't very good content, but because it wasn't exciting news. A lot of people were under the impression that this merger would lower gas fees and all sorts of changes would happen on day one that would just make this space just like Solana as far as what's going on in Ethereum. But unfortunately, that is not the case. A lot of wrongful information is being passed around and these quote unquote thought leaders that have not even read the information that Ethereum.org has put out, has just put out a lot of Misleading information. So, because of this, some people might read this or listen to this, I should say, and think, well, nothing's really going to happen and that is not good news. And it was a bummer. However, today I'm going to say that is pretty good news for collectors that are in the space. This does not just affect people that are going to be down the line coming into the space and all of those people that might have left yesterday's episode thinking that nothing's really going to change. I'm going to debunk that today and really share why it is still good news for us collectors in the space. So when the merge takes place later this week, things are going to change as far as the back end. But on the front end, as we're collecting and trading and doing all sorts of different things up front, it really isn't going to make much of a difference. We're not going to see that much of a change. And in theory, that is what they want to happen as far as switching out these engines mid-flight. It was the analogy that I gave yesterday. Well, what is going to happen with all of this stuff is the impact that we're going to see is yes, down the line as you're building different things, but right away, there is some good news that we really think of. On day one, there is going to be 99.95% less energy that the Ethereum blockchain is going to take up. And that is very good news for the simple fact that let's just go all the way back to the day I came into all of this NFT space back in May of 2021. Well, I first started collecting and it was really just digital collectibles was what I was going after. They had real no utility and it was just basically like digital trading cards. And I was collecting all of this stuff. Quickly, I came into music and everything of that nature. And what my mind automatically went to was the Gorillas Band. If you're familiar with the Gorillas Band, there are an animated digital band, if you will. And they created some great music back in the day when I was in high school. And you might be familiar with their hit, Clint Eastwood. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not- Well, when I came into the space, I don't know why I automatically connected them with the metaverse and everything that they were doing as a digital band because these people were hiding behind the identity of these animated characters. And I thought, wow, this is so cool that there's a digital identity created behind these characters and this band. I have no idea who the real people are that were playing the instruments or singing or anything of that nature. I know the lead singer, Murdoch, was this character that was animated and what have you and just like how we had all of these identities as i open up this thing by digitally known as tropic vibes that's how i made all that connection so i immediately went and started to search if the gorillas have an nft project and much to my surprise i found out that They attempted to, however, they ended up canceling it because the fans had a whole bunch of backlash and they were very negative towards it. I couldn't understand why, so I started to dig, do some research, and it all came down to the environmental impact of Ethereum. Well, at that time, and really still till this day, there is a lot of concern about what the NFTs and blockchains and crypto and everything is doing to the environment. And of course, the guerrillas made some music that was about saving the planet and the environment and so forth. So fans were saying they're big hypocrites for coming out at this time. All NFTs, all blockchains and everything was painted with a broad brush as basically every NFT that you mint or you put on a blockchain was basically killing polar bears in the Arctic. And that was not cool. So because of this, they backpedaled. They didn't try to explain. There was no trying to explain that there's difference between certain types of blockchains and uh, what was going on and how they're going to offset their missions or trying to go with the environmental route or anything of that nature they just basically panicked shut down the project and ran away didn't want to deal with the press and that might seem like it is a knee-jerk reaction, just completely crazy. However, believe it or not, a lot of corporations and big brands are in this same exact position because this is going out there that is saying that anyone that dabbles in this space in Web3 does not care about the environment, It's not care about our future generations and global warming and you name it. It's almost like you are sacrificing everything for financial gain or maybe just fun collecting. And that is not a good look, especially for big multi-billion dollar multinational brands that have to really cater to the masses and really stay in the middle not take any kind of controversial opinions or stance they want nothing to do with anything of that nature so Having this new thing with this network that we're going to later this week and having those emissions come down 99.95%, I mean, to the average person, they might be thinking, well, that's just crazy. It doesn't really make much of a difference. And on day one, if my gas fees aren't going down and all of that, who really cares about all that? But this is a big deal for the simple fact that Those big brands and those big corporations that would not even come anywhere near any of this stuff are now going to have one obstacle, one less hurdle to get over to to invest into the space. And a lot of people might say, well, that is horrible. We don't want big brands, Coca-Cola and Nike and all these other people coming in. Well, Nike's already here. Coca-Cola's already here. So those are bad examples. But any future brands to come in and try to do different things in the space because it's only going to just ruin it for us. It's gonna make it much more, like Web 2, and it's all about the big cats, and that is not what we're trying to do here. However, this is what's going to happen. Well, first of all, once these big companies come in, it's going to legitimize the space in the sense that it is showing that real businesses have some legs here. They're putting down their roots, So this is not just a bunch of kids or a bunch of nerds that are playing around with technology or financial people that are just trying to do some crazy rogue stuff or the stigma of a lot of criminal activities going on in Web3 and all this crypto stuff is just a bunch of criminals trying to launder money. Well, all of that goes away when legitimate enterprises are coming in. And of course, when those legitimate enterprises are coming in there's also going to be some sort of regulation as to where these large institutions are putting funds and how things are going. Now, nobody really wants regulations and yellow tape and bureaucracy and all of that stuff. And that's one of the beautiful things about this space, that there is a lot of freedom. However, in order for banks and big corporations to come into this space, there's going to be some sort of guardrails that are going to be put into place, and we're going to get some standardization, some sort of legitimacy of the space, not knowing that anything over here is a rugby pull and just some crazy wild wild west activity that we've been seeing for the longest time well what's going to happen also is once that big money starts to come in they can put into investment and making things a little bit more user-friendly for example how difficult it is right now to fund your wallet with crypto and how just easy it is to lose everything because the user interface is just very technical you have to read all of those things that you're signing and really it's not a very simple process. Now, if you're coming to the space today or this week or very recently, you might not notice the headaches that we had to go through and all the hoops we had to jump through, say, last year when we're coming into the space or what we were doing in 2021 and the earlier part of the year. It was a complete nightmare. You know, even for me to fund my wallet and get into it, it took over two weeks. It was absolutely ridiculous. But as these big companies are coming in, making investments, they're going to make the user interfaces possible apps that we're familiar with on our phone that is just easy to log into and uh, just, just onboard a lot of people. And also, there's going to be more fiat payments, You know, banks that want nothing to do with crypto because even right now, a lot of times if you're trying to fund your wallet using traditional methods, say using a credit card or a debit card, some banks will not fund a crypto account. Some banks will only do it with, let's say, certain types of accounts, or they'll only do it with debit cards and not the credit cards. So there's all sorts of sort of uh, restrictions because they really look at this area as a risky area. And in theory, what they're saying on paper anyways, is that they're trying to protect your consumers. I believe there's other ulterior motives as far as their profits being protected, because at the end of the day, they don't want anything to really compete with the standard, the financial model that they're going right now, but this thing is really unavoidable. The snowball is already rolling downhill and it is turning to a boulder. So they just have to adopt and either get onto the system or be left behind. And they don't want to be left behind. So they're going to adjust and want to come into the space. However, with all those shareholders, of course, the government regulations and even limiting what sort of environmental impact they could have, where they're investing and putting money and uh, carbon tax credits and all sorts of crazy things that really prohibits them from getting involved in this, a lot of that gets washed away. At after this merge. So that is very good news. And as more people come into the space, of course, the company is making it more user friendly and all of that, that's going to onboard new users into the space because that is a problem that we're having right now. In this bear market, the very few people that were already here are probably cut in half or maybe 70, 80% have packed up and left because after they losing a couple dollars here and there, they're like, nope, this space is not for me. I am gone. And I've spoken about it many times. Twitter accounts that used to be NFT accounts are now travel accounts and food accounts. And a lot of people are leaving. So we need more people into this space. And the only way for more people to come in is for them to get educated. The process can't be too difficult. They need to be an easy on-ramp. And after this big money comes through and all these companies and all these things legitimize the space, that is when more people are going to come on. And if we want mass adoption, true mass adoption of lots of people coming in and this is not going to happen overnight. This is a gradual process of more people coming in, getting education and the next wave of people that are going to start building and all of that is going to bring in more people and of course that's going to be like the snowball effect. More people come in, they bring in more people and so forth. It is the flywheel at that point and all of that starts with legitimizing the space, bringing in people that are seen and respected and these brands also carry a lot of influence as to the people that are already following them and seeing what they're doing. Some people might just come into the space just because they're interested in that brand and they don't even necessarily learn about all the tech and everything. They just want to collect whatever it is that they are doing. And here's where things gets really interesting for the people that are already here in the space. As more people come in, they're going to then start to learn about all of the different options, how they can get into various blockchains, get their own wallet, maybe not use fiat anymore, go the true Web3 decentralized route and doing everything that we are basically accustomed to in this space right now, and they really branch out and get deeper down that rabbit hole. And what they're going to end up realizing is the people that were here from 2021 2020 and even before that you know the 2017s and the crypto punks and all of those older projects are going to be really seen as the ogs those are the amazing original historical value nfts and their value is going to go up so if you're collecting right now and you have all of these things you might think that this is just worthless the value of everything has gone down but just imagine if three four five million people come into the space and that's not a crazy number But that is probably 10x what is currently here right now because so many people have left. So those people come in, they start to seek out those older projects that we might even have in our hide folder. And we thought it was, you know, gone to zero. One of the casualties of Gary Vee's famous prediction, 99% of these are going to zero. And then all of a sudden there's a resurgence interest in that. Do you know how many things that I know of in my lifetime that have gone out of style were deemed as worthless? We've thrown them out, whether it be fashion that we threw out of our closet, we donated to Goodwill or some toys that we just put out. And then in five, 10 years, all of a sudden there's a resurgence and it has value. And if you've been following me, you knew that Pokemon cards was my connection to the whole blockchain. Once I saw digital collectibles as a form of cards, which was what I was primarily collecting on the Wax blockchain when I first came in, it was really because I connected the dots between the blockchain and Pokemon cards, and this was a digital version. Now, Pokemon cards, of course, are expensive now, and they have lots of value. There was a period of time during middle school when we first started collecting. This is like the first wave in America as far as Pokemon coming over from Japan. Cards were worth, you know, a couple hundred dollars, but then there was a dip. When I was in college, it was like they were worthless. It's like people lost interest, and it was like those $150, $200, $300 cards were now going for like $10, $15, $20, and a lot of people threw away their binders, gave away their cards to people, and then there was a resurgence after we came out of college, and now you could buy houses with those Pokemon cards that people were rejecting for a period of time, and I think that's what's going to happen with a lot of people that were in the space in the 20s. 2020s the early 2020s and then they left it and you know in let's say the late 2020s going to the 2030s a lot of those projects are going to have some value and it's all because of the influx that is going to come From all these people and all these brands and properties coming in now that might sound like a total long play and everything but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because yesterday you might have seemed like oh that's all just boring just terrible things but no big things are really happening here it's just that a lot of the information that we're getting from Twitter spaces and wherever else saying that all this stuff is gas prices and speed of transactions and basically they made it sound like Ethereum was going to become Solana overnight well that is not true That is really nowhere near what is the reality of the thing. But the fact that the emissions, the energy efficiency and all that stuff is happening on day one is still a big deal. And let's not forget, this is the biggest event as far as we've ever seen in the crypto world since the launch of Bitcoin. Now, that might sound like that is some sort of hyperbole. I'm just trying to add flair to this thing and hype this thing up. But no, this is a big deal. I mean, this has never been done before. Switching out an engine in the middle of a flight and still going to make it so smooth that people don't even realize the difference. I don't think people really understand how amazing that really is and just because their gas fees and all those things aren't going to go down on day one that they think "Nah, this is all bad news this doesn't even matter yawn let's move on to the next story no this is a big deal trust me when i say that this is a technological feat And all those experts that are in spaces, it just blows my mind that I spent two and a half, three hours in one space and they were preparing people for this whole merge. And if they had clearly just gone over to ethereum.org, they would have seen that the information that they were giving out as experts were not true. So I don't know how anyone could really give an authoritative voice and say this is how it's going to be because we have never been there. There's not a single person alive that has been through or dead for that matter, that has been through the Ethereum merge. I don't care if you're on Bitcoin from day one and you know blockchains and the Web3 and all this stuff, decentralization and cryptography like the back of your hand, you might have helped Satoshi himself or you might be Satoshi. But guess what? You have never been through the Ethereum merge. So to say that you're an expert and say, yeah, this is exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to be and so forth. The only thing that we can possibly go off of is what they tell us on Ethereum.org, hearing it directly from the foundation and seeing what their goals are, how things have gone in the test. And then from there, all we can do is just hope for the best, hope it is a smooth ride, and see how it goes. So with that said, I am still excited about this whole thing. This is a big deal. Hopefully yesterday didn't rain on your parade. And let me know, is this good news to you? Or is this just seems like just more of the same old boring from yesterday? Please feel free to let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using the boring email address in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.